It's the Dothan Area Business Podcast. We have um, my good friends here at the downtown bookstore, um, Stacy Fountain and her great husband and very patient husband, Troy Fountain. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, let me do that again, or I might just record an intro later. This is the Dothan Area Business Podcast. We have uh, the owners and operators of Downtown Books, Stacy and Troy Fountain. Great people. If you don't know them, um, you'll definitely be in for a treat in hearing this podcast because you'll get to hear their story. They have a beautiful bookstore in downtown Dothan that has served the community in a very positive way, especially the homeschool community. I've never met a homeschool family who doesn't love uh, this bookstore. Um, I've talked to several people who love this bookstore as well. So they've got such a great thing going on here. Um, but Stacy, Troy, thanks for coming on. Thank Glad you for having here. us. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So tell me, um, what made you guys want to open a bookstore in this day and age where we can just go ahead and go online and get the bookstore or just go through other means? Well, that is a great question. And it's certainly one that we have been asked a lot since we opened Downtown Books. But we really view a bookstore as being more than a place that sells books. Obviously, like you just said, you in a digital age, you can get a book with two clicks and it's on its way to your house in less than 24 hours. What we wanted to do and what we felt like was important and we felt like Dothan needed in the Wiregrass area needed was a place that you could come and do several things. Number one, look for and find a book that you didn't know was out there that maybe was written that, you know, those books that you look at and you go, oh my gosh, I, I didn't know this was there. I need this book or I want this or this is about a topic that I want to know more about. So we felt like that was important to create an environment where it's fun and relaxing and stimulating at the same time to do that. We also felt like we like like a local bookstore is a place for conversations and connection to happen within your community. And so our goal was to, again, create an environment where people could come look for books, but also to have opportunities for people to gather around in a circle and talk about books that they've read and, and be able to um, have discussions because we believe community happens through connection and connection happens through conversations and so we wanted a place to create conversations um, and we feel like a bookstore does that we feel like really every small community or even large community should have an independent bookstore that creates those kinds of environments yeah i think that one of my favorite questions to ask people when they're checking out is um did you find everything you were and were not looking for mm-hmm. and um you know, sometimes that gets a chuckle, or um, but more often than not, it gets a, a nod of understanding, like, yeah, that's exactly why I came here. And it gives people a chance to um, look for a book with all of their senses rather than just their eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's a big deal. And in a, in a digital world, I think people are craving 
um, connection, uh, not just with other people, but with the world around them. And it's hard to get that through a screen. But, um, you know, our, our, our mission, for lack of better terms here, is to provide a place of community and connection where people can find their story. So um, the old axiom, it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. Uh, I think bookstores um, fully express that thought and that idea that it is about the journey. It's not just about, um, you know, getting a personal pan pizza when you read your summer reading book, you know. Right. You know, I think one of the things that's really interesting is that for you guys, and, and no one really wants to brag about themselves, Oh, I, I, I actually love it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, realistically, seriously, no one really wants to brag about themselves because it has such a negative connotation to it. So I will gladly brag about you guys because, you know, let's kind of walk through this process. If you've never been to this bookstore in downtown Dothan, it is amazing. Um, it is such a wonderful experience because you're pulling into a beautiful downtown that is here in Dothan and you pull up to this beautiful building. So picturesque. You get out and, you know, the, the sights, the sounds, the smell, it is all just great outside. And that is even before you even hit the door. But you reach for the knob that is just such a beautiful doorknob. <laughs> I mean, it's it sounds so weird, but no, we th- yeah, no, that was very intentional, right? Very great, intentional, great. And, and, and allow me, if you will, to interrupt sure. here. I just want to state clearly that all that you see and experience that makes downtown books what it is is all her. Stacy is the uh, curator, the creator of the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it were up to me, we would have gotten the cheapest pull handle <laughs> possible. This is true. The, okay. It would have been an effective or an efficient bookstore but i don't know what it would have been the quite the experience and i do love creating experiences as well but um it it it, it i won't say it has a woman's touch i just said we'll say it has the right touch yeah it, and it fits into the um greater community and and to diverge just really quickly for a second the community that people can experience here is the community that we experience by being here with the other businesses, uh, Naomi and Olive, Bird and Bean, KBC, um, Honeybee Tea, Honeybee's Tea. Yeah, these businesses uh, right around us. Something unique about them, even Diablos, is managed. Or these are all women-run businesses, and um, that's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, and you can tell it because it's good, mm-hmm. and it and it has emotion and feeling, and and there's a sense around it that, um, in every good way, almost isn't efficient, mm-hmm. and um, and it starts with the doorknob. So I yeah. think that's a great. I mean, exactly. You, you, you reach for that doorknob, you, you pull it open and just such a beautiful door. And then you are greeted by the beautiful sounds of a ringing bell, just that ring-a-ling-a-ling as soon as you open it up to let everybody know that the door's been open or the door's been closed. And, you know, the smell just hits you right in the face and you're looking around in this beautiful store you're not even two steps in and you look to your right and you see this beautiful exposed brick that is behind these beautiful bookshelves that are carrying these, you know, thoughtfully curated books off to your right. And then, you know, usually it's it's Stacy Fountain behind the register greeting you with her beautiful smile <laughs> that makes you go back to your childhood imagination of having 
you know, Mrs. Cleaver as your mom, and <laughs> oh she's gosh. greeting you. You know, the only thing you're missing is the ice cold milk oh and a chocolate chip cookie that is the size of your head. Um, I mean, <laughs> well, I absolutely love it here. Need to start doing that. Yeah, well, and to keep with your analogy, we have an amazing team of Mrs. Cleavers. Yeah. We really do. In fact, um, as I've aged, my eyes aren't what they used to be. And sometimes when I come in the store from being outside in the bright light and just kind of look towards the register, I'm, sometimes I'm not sure who's back there uh-huh. because they all kind of look alike. And it's really amazing. <laughs> and people will say, hey, I ran into your wife at the bookstore. And sometimes yeah. I'll say, what was her name? <laughs> and I go, Vicky. I'm like, that's not my wife. But um you know, but I, and I jokingly said that, but in all seriousness, this that that experience is so consistent, right? Um, and then you know, you walk in, you hit, um, you hit the, you know, if you have kids, you hit kid or you don't hit kids, but the kids hit the. <laughs> we door. try not to. Yeah, the kids hit the stairs and they run upstairs to the children's play area, and then um, you've got. It, it doesn't sound like footsteps. It sounds like pitter patter, just I'm running up, you know, running it's up to the, the kids' area. Um, and when they go up there, and when you're walking, and as an adult, when you walk in, it just feels like time has just slowed down. Mm. It's an escape from reality. And when the kids are upstairs, it's as if you know the childhood innocence is so prevalent here. Um, they grab the books, they sit down in a big bean bag or just in the corner and they're all cozied up and they're reading books. They're not, they don't have their noses in a screen or in a device. Mm-hmm. And that is something that goes such a long way, especially in this digital age. So I definitely want to commend you guys and congratulate you guys because you have an amazing store that provides such a wonderful experience for people as soon as they walk in so keep up the great work because that i mean you guys are doing a phenomenal job well those are generous generous things for you to say we it really has been our intention to do that to it's all about again the environment that we're creating and and the books you choose are part of that but um but we really do want it to feel like a great place um and the children's area in particular to for them to you know i feel like them walking up those stairs hopefully kind of transports them to a different world almost and i for me the children's area is really the heart of what we're doing because we want to provide our kids and the children of this area with uh, an environment that they can remember when they grow up you know, remember back to this wonderful place, hopefully, that it was fun to look for a book and it was fun to read a book, you know, and you could sit down with your mom or your dad or a grandparent or whatever and in a, in a place that just felt, um, I don't know, a little enchanted, you know, a little magical. And to, for them to associate that with reading is really one of our main goals. <coughs> You guys are doing a fantastic job about it. So, or a fantastic job with the store and achieving those goals. I mean, we really do feel that way when we walk in here. Yeah, I think of that movie, A Christmas Story, where, you know, Ralphie and his little brother are getting ready to go to bed. 
um, you know, the dad's like, oh, I think I hear Santa coming. And the kids go flying up the stairs, falling over each other. They can't get up the stairs fast enough because they know that's where, you know, things are going to happen. They have to be up there. And oftentimes kids will run through the front door and mom's like, slow down. And they're falling over themselves to get up the stairs. So, yeah, Stacy and, and, and her team did an amazing job of creating the, that environment where, you know, our, our theme for our children is wild readers, um, reading in the wild. And that's, uh, you almost feel like you're in a treehouse up there. And um, it's really a neat um, experience. Yeah. yeah, if you haven't checked it out, definitely come and check it out because you really wouldn't be disappointed even if there's a book that you know you have a suggestion or you're trying to find if you ask stacy or anybody behind the cash register um they'll be more than happy to help you help track it down for you absolutely um, i know for us personally there were books that um we could have easily gone online as a matter of fact i pulled one up on amazon to show you stacy i forget which mm -hmm. book it was but i was like hey can you get this book my wife wants this specific one and it was several dollars cheaper online but my wife and i we we're just like no we're gonna go through the fountains um to help keep the money in the local economy and help support this small business, this family that is literally, you know, putting a lot on the line to have a small business in the downtown area. And just we're going to support that, you know, even if it's five, seven, ten dollars more. But, um, you know, we it's really never that much. For the no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> but so we're clear, we're, you know, and we're so grateful for that, Rick. And y'all are um, great customers. And we have the whole um shop local movement is a real thing and i think that's something that we hoped was going to be true when we opened the bookstore but we have seen that it is true we have people who come in probably once a day who say i want to leave my dollars here and or we'll have people who will say if you can get it for me i want you to if i yep. can't i'll go somewhere else but i'm mm -hmm. going to check with you first that's a real thing and we're so grateful for it mm -hmm. and um, well and that's something that we try to do you know when we have book clubs we're buying our our pastries from you know Kelsey across the street. Um, we you know we're getting our coffee next door at Bird and Bean. We get our candles. That people go, your your bookstore smells amazing. And even though we smell candles, the candle that everybody loves is actually being sold at Naomi and Olive. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, and then there's things at Honey's BTS. We're like, well, that's where we get our shirts that we sell in our store with Downtown Books. Wow. So it's not just. You know, spending a dollar with a local business isn't just that business. It's replicated five times over just on this street, mm -hmm. yeah. much less our community. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. I mean, that's that's amazing, guys. Wow. Um, so tell us, you know, bring us bring us back to the to the beginning. What made you go from, you know, being a homeschool mom mm -hmm. to having a, a business, let alone a bookstore downtown? Tell us the story. Well, I have always been a big fan of bookstores, so it's been something that we kind of do when we go, you know, to other towns. So we've always loved bookstores, loved the environment of a bookstore. Um, we had the empty nest staring at us coming, uh, you know, a few years down the road, and so I knew that I wanted to do something um, in our homeschool journey because we did we did home educate our children. In that journey, I 
really became a, like I said, I already enjoyed books, loved books, but I became really passionate about reading and about children's reading and about families creating a culture of reading together. And so something we started doing in our own family was read alouds and stuff like that. So through that whole process, just became passionate about wanting families to read together, wanting children to love reading, especially like you said earlier in this digital age. So, um, and then we had a friend who opened a shop um, in Clayton, Georgia, where we go to the lake um, in the summers and we got to know him. And as he was opening up this shop and Troy, I mean, the real story was Troy. We were in there one day and Troy said, you know, we've always wanted to open a bookstore, but we know that you can't make money selling books and he looked at us and he was like yes you can and i'll tell you exactly how you can do it so he kind of had a mentor i had a mentor and 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 honestly he did help us so much the main thing he did though is he cast a vision for us and said yes you can do it here's how you do it and it was the first time we thought oh my gosh we might could actually do that you know and when i had the idea for this podcast i wanted stories like this one Mm -hmm. like i knew you well before i started this podcast but um i fell in love with your story excuse me your personality troy i've met your kids you you guys are doing a phenomenal job as parents raising these children into being adults well the jury's still out (laughs) but i will say this it's you know, I really hope that this podcast brings that type of inspiration to other people yeah, yeah. because it's one of those, you know, I want to do this, but I can't do this. Exactly. This isn't something that a normal person can do. Exactly this is right. just kind of already existed. I'm just going to go work my nine to five. But you guys got to experience that with another bookstore owner. They, right. They, they didn't set the trail, but they at least said, hey, it's doable. Well, exactly. And, and not just it's doable, but here's how you can do it. And we really only sat down with him one time. And he said, and he just kind of put it all out for us. And um, and so that was like kind of the impetus and the motivation. And we were thinking about doing it. But maybe two years later than we actually did it, the other big piece of the pie of this story is location. Like this location came up mm-hmm. and it was clear that being on this street in between Naomi and Olive, which is Christy Keaton, Honey Bee Tees, which is Darby Stickler, KBC, which is Kelsey Clark. So we thought, okay, we could sell the phone book from that location, you know? So it was like, okay. And so it was just like, this is, this is when it's happening. It's available. If you, if we want to do it, if we really want to do it, it just felt like we got to do it now. Yeah. The original timing was actually now this summer, yeah, like, summer of yeah, 23, 23. Yeah. That's when we thought we're going to do this, but so what this changed? Is, well, this is all taking place in the summer of 21. Our oldest daughter had just gotten married, which was in May of 21. And it was kind of like, well, Hey gosh, you know, we've only got two more years before our second, our second child. Our fourth child is about to go off to school, which is in today's time, four weeks away. He's going. To, we're about to be empty nester. So this was going to be the time. Well, um, we looked around at a few opportunities, and this location came open. And for what we wanted to do, you know, to be across the street from Kelsey, like she said, in between Christy and Darby, it it um, it just made sense. So we 
So the idea went from a conversation uh, or an idea to a conversation to what do you think to a talk with a guy in Clayton named Josh with Wander, which Wander North Georgia, follow him on Instagram. It's amazing. Um, to opening and uh, Thanksgiving of that same year. Wow. Hyperspeed. Hyperspeed. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and which I'll fit tell my you personality another, great. I thought yeah. it was a little slow. But, yeah, uh, for real. <laughs> but, uh, but another conversation we had that was huge was one that you had. I wasn't even there. But you came home and you said, I talked to Matt Parker and Dean Mitchell. And they were both like, Dothan needs this. Mm. And, and we think it would work. Like, it and they were two, at the, they're at the chamber. Yeah, at the chamber. Yeah, Commerce. great supporters. Yeah. And mm. for them to say, no, we think this will work mm. was, was a huge endorsement that mm. for me anyway, I felt very encouraged by that. So. Right. And, I, and in light of that, I'll say this about our chamber. Um, I think our first uh, three customers yeah. were oh, was, worked at the chamber. Absolutely. No, they, and not because no they do that for everybody. Just they were and they're friends, of course. But um, but but more than that, they they love books. And um, true. They're repeat customers, which yep. is great. Right. Yep. Yeah, successful people usually read a lot. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Yes. You know, there's always that learning. To prove your point, she, Stacy, is, is an, a ferocious reader. I am not. So there you go. How about that? <laughs> well, I used to be a big reader until I opened a bookstore. Now I just read reviews well, <laughs> to try go. to figure out what to order. It's now not, it's indecision killed the squirrel now. <laughs> yeah. It, it said it, it's not like you have a ton of free time right now right. operating a business and read. raising adults. I got to get back to reading more. Yeah. Well, that's. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome. Um, so is there anything in particular that really stood out to you about choosing this location? Well, obviously, if you're a part of the community right now, you know that there's lots going on downtown. Big plans, like big, big plans. And so that was certainly influential. And uh, when we opened, we didn't know for sure what was going to happen. We didn't. Um, know exactly what it was going to look like, but we just felt like the momentum and the energy down here for a lot of really neat um, uh, transformation was was real. And so we just, again, it felt like with with this location and with everything going on um, downtown, it just felt like this was a great time to try to to try to make something happen and and there were other places we could have gone i mean we there's some great places i looked at on main street obviously the circle and in, in dothan is a is a popular location to put a small business but we just ultimately felt like a downtown bookstore would be um would be the best place to 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 start yeah the name followed the location not the other way around. yeah absolutely okay yeah. wow yeah. That's really cool. I think um, for you guys, you chose a really great location um, because it, when you come to downtown, it kind of just seems like time just slows down. Yeah. So it's a great environment. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you guys also keep up with the fast paced environment too, where, you know, when there's festivals or when there's, you know, Mardi Gras comes downtown right. and, you know, so on and so forth. You've got the, the Dothan Civic Center and, you know, they're, they're going to have a lot more shows and a lot more uh bigger shows yes even before they tear it down and rebuild it yes. and so you know i think with the downtown bookstore it's just one of those that just makes this place a little bit more of a home mm 
mm-hmm. like a hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that, that that's just wonderful. So tell me a little bit more about, you know, what were you guys doing? Um, what were you guys doing before you were out visiting bookstores and um, talking to uh, your friend out there in Clinton? Well, we were just uh, living life. Troy was the pastor of a church in town and had been doing that for about 10, 12, 14 years, something like that. The years started running together now. But uh, I was at home with our four children. Like I said earlier, we were home educators. We were very committed to that. It just, you know, worked for our family. We love all forms of education. Um, It was just for us something that worked for our family. So that's what we were in the middle of doing. Had a great community of people that we were um, homeschooling with. And so, yeah, we were just doing that. And then... Um, gosh, Troy decided to transition out of ministry. And in 2019, he was um, hired to work at the Wiregrass Foundation. And um, that was the end of 2019. Yeah, my first day was January 1. Oh, January 1 of 2020. So, um, so yeah, so he started working there. And we were still getting rid of kids at the time. Um, so, and then 2021, like he said a minute ago, was when we, um, everything kind of started lining up to be able to, to do this. But yeah, we were just, we loved our community. We loved our people. We um, enjoyed living here. We had made a conscious decision probably about six or seven years before then, maybe even earlier than that, that this was not going to be a stop to something else that we really wanted to put down a taproot. Literally, we talked about putting down a taproot here and that we would be here um, to invest in this area. And so, yeah, um, so that's just what we were doing and um, just kind of normal life. That's a really cool story. Um, Let me ask you this. What type of advice would you guys give anyone who's looking to, operate a business that is, you know, because a retail business, because you guys are a retail business, you just fall in that category of a bookstore. Um, So what advice would you guys give someone to who's looking into uh, owning a retail? Um, I would say, you know, don't, as great as it is, it's not worth stressing your family over. So keep it in perspective. Uh, We're very fortunate that, you know, I have a regular job, so you know, we would be very, very, very hungry if <laughs> it depended on a bookstore. I mean, um, you know, the, a lot of the advice we got, it takes three to five years to begin to even break even to show a profit. And that is proving itself out. Um, so we're still working towards that. And um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so but we're not having to sweat it because we can eat and live indoors, um, which are wonderful things. Um, air conditioning in the works. It's awesome. And um, so I think that that would be the big thing. Make sure that it's not a um, a stressful situation for your family if you're going to jump into this, because um, I think um, it would it would force you to make some decisions that probably wouldn't be long term best for the business. That's great. That's a great that's a great piece of advice, Stacy. I can see your wheels turning. What advice would you give someone? Well, I think that you have to be okay, especially this is this is what I I think. 
after having done this a year and a half. So what do I really know? But I think you have to be okay with some uncertainty. Um, you know, because what's interesting about retail is we, we kept thinking, okay, once we get year over year numbers, we can figure out some trends. Well, that, that's not been the case. It's it's with retail, you just don't. It's a guessing game, and you just don't know, and you can't predict what's going to happen. So right. you've just got to be able to make good decisions, do the best that you can, um, and and kind of take it as it comes. Yeah, you there's know? a lot you can control, and there's a lot you can't. Yeah, yeah, for Recessions sure. Can't Recessions can't control. control. No. <laughs> No. You know, it's one of those things. You guys have such a great product. You guys are doing a phenomenal job owning and operating this business. But you can't control what people do with their own money. You can't control the economy. You guys, you know, I think one of those aspects where it's like you guys are just, hey, man, we're going to open this business and whatever God does with it, we're going to be cool with it. Absolutely. It's a, it's a faith journey for us, for us. It was a, it's absolutely a faith journey as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, And I think the other thing too, is you can't, it, it's part of our identity now. We're the bookstore people, but it can't define us. And, um, I mean, we're passionate about it, not just the, um, business itself, but we're passionate about being a place of community, a place of conversation, people to find and tell their story, um, it's it's as much about the journey, all, all of those things. But at the same time, if we had to walk away tomorrow, you know, we're good. This isn't our identity and who we are and how we defined ourselves. It's not our it's not our Lord. It's not our Master. Um, but at the same time, um, we're giving it our all. And so it's not about diminishing those things. It's um, you know, somebody else will be in this building one day, or the building will be down. One or the other. And um, that's really the better perspective. So it's really um, about us being stewards of the time that we have this business, which may be 20 or 30 years. Who knows? But we want to be good stewards of the people that walk through the doors. And I think, too, one intentional decision we made was that we were going to start we were going to start it the way we wanted it to look instead of trying to build up to something. Mm. We thought this is the way, this is what we want it to look and this is how we want it to feel. And if it works this way, then great. But we didn't want to do it in a way that we didn't feel good about just to make it successful. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I mean, you know, the, the, the Disney axiom of follow your heart, it's usually like the worst advice ever because, you know, we're <laughs> terrible people half the time. Yeah. All of us are. But but um, in this, we kind of followed our dream. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if that manifestation of that doesn't work out, then it probably means – and right now it is working. I mean, I mentioned earlier we're not there yet financially, but we're getting there. And, um, you know, but there'll come a time where – our version of a bookstore and what we have and hope to do, well, it'll be time for somebody else to do it, and that'll be fine. You know, I don't think that's anytime soon, but you never know. So I think holding it with an open hand and trusting God with it and, um, you know, uh, keeping that perspective is huge. And I actually think, think that it frees us up to make it better. Yeah. It sounds like you guys do have a lot of freedom. Yeah. Um, to make choices, freedom to walk away, 
um, you guys have a great mindset in that, you know, y'all are just going to let the Lord do what he wants with this business. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you guys have great intentions, but if it fails, it fails. Right. Or right. if it, you know. It, now, not to say that it wouldn't sting and there's still some bills to pay. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> but we can't right. let that be the ruler of our life. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think you said it perfectly. It can't be the Lord mm-hmm. of your life. Um, you know, and it can't, you guys can't put your identity in the success or the failure of the bookstore. Exactly. You know, you guys have your identity in Christ yeah. and, you know, with mm-hmm. you being a pastor or in homeschooling your kids and, um, you know, I think that that is something that really, really makes a big difference in owning and operating a business because it's just, there's so many things that we can't control. We're not going to be naive and just jump, but we're just going to be okay with whatever God does with this business. And I think that that is something that is tremendous for, um, for you guys and for other people yeah. who follow. And one more quick thing I think it's done for our family. It's brought us together. Um, you know, it gives us a common thing to do together. When our grown children come home, rather than just sitting around our dan staring at each other, as sometimes happens, because they've gone on with their life, we've gone on with our life, we love each other and all that. But it's like, what do you do? And so we're not sitting around watching TV. We go to the bookstore. We're making social media posts. We're um, doing it together, and that gives us a common, uh, almost like the old family farm concept in, in many ways. Yeah, that's great, yeah. Stacy. What do you want to add? No, I was I was like, we we it feels for us like a family business, even though there's only three of the seven of us in town right now. We still have I'll get a lot of input from our children who are in other areas. They love input. They love input, and they've got a great yeah, opinion. Let me tell but you, no work ethic. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Those are your words. A couple, couple of them too, but um, but you know, that's that's been one of the great things about it too in this social media age we have learned so much from them you know and two of them have degrees in public relations and so we've been able to really learn from them and they've been able Mm -hmm. to have important input and that has made it a lot of fun to do because it still feels like it's a joint effort on a lot of levels yeah they're contributing yes exactly um one of the things that the Sharps at Pinch a Penny shared. We love the Sharps. Love the Sharps as well. Um, is that their family contributes and um, to to the business? You know, um, I, in my experience in living here and working here, you know, you have these family-owned and operated businesses, and those families tend to have a stronger bond with each other because they're all working towards the same goal. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, this unifying thing. Right. Yeah. You know, the matriarch and the patriarch of the family are obviously leading it. But the kids are, you know, okay, well, we have to make some decisions because it's a little bit bigger than just, oh, my sibling or, oh, a paycheck. It is, you know, the success of whatever the business is. Right. And we're all working towards something and we're sharing in the sufferings a little bit, you know. So I think that that's something that is, you know, it's awesome to hear that you guys are experiencing that as well. Right. I think we see it the most is when they bring their friends from college home. Mm -hmm. They want to come here. They love to bring their kids here. And, um, you know, to have your grown children be excited about bringing their friends to anything that you're doing. (laughs) If you have grown children, you know, that's kind of hard. Yeah. And um, I mean, essentially, they're getting to bring their friends to mom's office. And it's really cool. Yeah. You know, that's that's fun. Yeah. 
So, um, have you guys advertised your? Okay, you guys haven't advertised downtown books. I, I ran a Facebook ad in Atlanta for two days to tell them to come by here on their way to the beach and get a beach read. That's pretty much it. Wow. Yeah. And so you guys have been able to have a successful business without the advertising and just kind of the word of mouth. So far, I think we feel like eventually it's something that we're going to want to do. Mm-hmm. But um, but so far we feel okay about where we are without having to to – to go that direction right and one thing that the businesses down here like i talked about that community we have earlier with mm-hmm. you know nami and olive kbc bird and bean honeybees teas etc is um we're forming a retail association restaurant retail association that will all contribute to and will probably do more or as much advertising downtown dothan as much mm-hmm. as we will specific businesses because we're right. we're a foot traffic business i mean mm-hmm. some people get in their car to come here which is great mm-hmm. but you know i love it when when naomi and olive has a you know a special or something going on a big crowd because everyone who goes there looks up and sees here and they'll walk in so it's really a symbiotic in uh in, in our nature so we're really working hard towards um collaboration so yep. can yep. i make a plug yeah yeah so soon we will have uh on instagram facebook downtown dothan at downtown dothan that's awesome to to follow i'm surprised that hasn't happened yet you would think right all right but it it was white available i was shocked i got it a few months ago (laughs) and then we also are going to have um downtown dothan.info and we hope to be the we hope that that is the place where, you know, uh, Johnny and Susie who live in Chapelwood on a Thursday right. afternoon, like, what do you want to do this weekend? Well, let's go to downtown Dothan and figure out what's going on. Right. One-stop shopping. Because our community has amazing things. I think our community is still finding its legs on how mm-hmm. to tell our story. So we yeah. want to be that one-stop shopping for experiencing downtown. You know, I'll say this. You know, I'm from I'm originally from Southern California. We moved here about 11, 12 years ago, something like that. And I remember just – as when we first got here, I was like, okay, well, what's there to do here? (laughs) Right. Um, you know, and it was, I think having that, um, downtown Dothan Alliance that you guys are going to have is something that is just going to be a significantly positive contribution to downtown Dothan. Um, because you know, you're setting up a directory and Hey, this is who we are. This is what we do. Come and join the party. And, you know, given my experience, because I did advertising for the last nine years, um, when you start advertising, get ready because those floodgates open and, you know, it's not a bad thing that you guys haven't started advertising yet because you're still figuring out the business. You're still in that, that childhood phase of the business. Um, you don't want to grow too quickly, um, or too much too soon because then at that point, it's even more of a whirlwind. Yeah, we used to say in church world, if you're going to promote um, and ask everybody to come to a service like Christmas service or whatever, if you're going to promote it, then you better give them the reason why they showed up if you're going to ask them to show up. Right. So you better be ready. And that's a lot of what we're doing is um, slow rolling that a little bit because do we know what we're doing yet? With Oh, you mean with the in general? Yes. Oh, heck no. Yeah, we have no idea. <laughs> And that's okay. You have to crawl before you walk. Right, right. Um, And so, you know, I I will say this, the the community here is so supportive, um, which I'm sure you guys already know this. But, you know, when you guys start doing that more and more, 
it's going to be tremendous for your business, for your family, but also for the community to to establish these wonderful memories um, and spending time within the city or coming to Dothan rather than driving down to the beach. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's nothing wrong with those road trips, but we have so much here in Dothan and in the Dothan area that you really don't need to go too far or go somewhere else too often in order to have these wonderful memories. Yeah. I was just in a meeting earlier about some downtown stuff and we were talking about that and, and to stick with the literary theme, you know, downtown is, is a lot like downtown books right now in that we're barely in the first chapter. I mean, I think if anything, we are wrapping up the prologue and we're about to enter into our first chapter. Um, in in the story that will be downtown books. And I think our downtown um, has, um, was a great novel and it was written and it ended and there was a period of silence. And there's been this renaissance, frankly, from people like Christy Keaton and Naomi and Olive and, and the nature gallery and, and uh, Kelsey um, have really begun writing that prologue. We're all jumping in and there's a whole lot more characters ready to be added to that story. But we're definitely still in the first chapter. Yeah, that's great. Stacy, do you want to add something else? No, no, I, I, um, I just really agree with that. And, you know, talking about like the whole idea about people not wanting to have to leave the city to find something to do um, is so true. I mean, if for people to decide there are things going on every weekend or, or whatever it might look like for them to um you know to find things going on in our community and in addition to that what what hopefully and we are seeing some of this and now and would love to see a lot more of it is again people coming through dothan and and deciding oh we've heard a little bit about their downtown we're going to go down there and stop and we're going to eat and we're going to do a little shopping on our way to wherever it is we're going and in fact there's a couple of families that we've become like when they're leaving atlanta and is one family and another family from south carolina and they come to the beach regularly we are just part of the stop now they they come here they eat they come to these little shops and their kids look forward to it and it's something it's it's one of those things where they say we get to downtown dothan and the kids know we're just two hours away you know and so it's like we're going to stop here we're going to do a little shopping we're going to get something to eat and then we're going to get back down to the beach and so vacation starts yeah yeah it's like there it's um it's just something that they have made a part of their regular rhythm and routine now when they travel so that's the hope is that becomes much more of a a thing for people as they're coming through dothan instead of staying on the outskirts they'll come to the heart of the city and do a little bit of stretching their legs and spending their money and then that, that circle traffic's just crazy and exactly it's so bad <laughs> well cool guys um thank you so much for being on the podcast thank you so much for sharing your story um and giving hope for people to open up their own business and telling them hey it's possible yeah. um you know you guys gave them some tips you guys gave them some hope and i think that that is just tremendous and generous of you guys to share that information with people um because it 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 helps the local community and it helps you guys as well so thank you so much well and let me just say to people come downtown you know think about putting your 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 shop down here think about putting your business there's it's a plenty great of space community. down here there is space and it is a it is a good 
It's a good group of people, and we are, are just honored to be among them. Yeah, not to sound like a late-night infomercial, but get here before it's too late. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I mean, uh, there's more living coming in, and uh, with the project that the city's doing and the parks and the theaters and the uh, restaurants, hotels, uh, arena, um, it's, it's not going to get easier than it is right now. And, um, and trust me, um, you know, we don't view other businesses as competition. The more people come, the more people come. Right. Literally a rising tide. Yeah. Lifts yes. all ships. Yeah. That's what we look. Now, what we if think. you open a bookstore, we'll cut you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to end on that note, guys. Way to leave them hanging with a great threat. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, guys, thank you again so much. We really thank you appreciate for having your us. time. Thank you, Rick. Thank you so much.